0: Standing, let's quickly pray and prepare ourselves for the Word. God, I just thank you for this moment where we can come into your presence um, and really just trust that you'd speak to us. God, your Word is powerful and it can cut through Bone and marrow, um, and can divide soul and spirit, and so we thank you that as we lean into your word, that you could speak directly into our lives, into us, into our lives personally. God, I pray that you would, um, yeah, you know, uncover things that you want to uh, cover up with your grace, that uh, um, reveal things where you want to bring healing, and and will you give us direction? Will you give us wisdom to build in a way that you want us to build our marriages, our lives, our season as an individual, our business. Businesses, uh, whatever whatever we need to build God will you give us wisdom to do that we submit to you now we resist the devil we thank you that he has to flee praise protection around us and our children we pray that in this place you do your miracles and that for anyone who's without hope in this place that you'd knock on the door of their heart and draw them unto yourself like you say you do in Scripture so they can receive you as their Savior in Jesus name and everyone believe it. said, amen awesome you guys take your seats so good to have you guys in the house. And for our first time guest, my name is Andre. It's so good to have you with us. We're doing our fourth week of our word series, Words to Live By. And uh, this morning I want to look at God's Word is where you find where we find our hope. And um, before I get into that, I want to remind you that tonight we're doing our farewell service for Lacanje. You've and Sabella Lacanje up. Lacanje is moving to Peter Maritzburg. He's taking over Cornerstone Church there. It's actually the cross, across the road from the University of kauzillin Natal. Uh, it's gonna be a strategic uh, church. Um, and, and really, uh, he'll be our youngest uh, part, lead pastor in the Assemblies of God. We, of course, are setting up to not only, come on, I think that's awesome. Kanye has been with us for many years and is a great leader, an igniter. of new things. So we're excited. So tonight we're gonna have his farewell service. We need to pray for him. And and so if you wanna, we also, he's also gonna go set up his life over there. So we also wanna send him away with a gift. If you wanna give in any way, you can do it online um, um, and reference at Lucania, or you can join us tonight as we give him a gift. We don't wanna just send him away with a handshake and a pat on the back. We do wanna send him off well. And again, I just wanna honor you guys that in the last two and a half plus years we've got to plant out in Malkbos, and then God fast-tracked what happened in Malkbos as its Church also come under that location, and then, of course, we planted out in Camps Bay, we've sown into uh, View Church, Kells River, we've finished off two buildings in Zambia, um, our mission space there, we've, of course, um, opened up, we finished off uh, the View Health Clinic, so we've we've got our fixed and then, of course, you guys have given generously to social justice, to feeding programs, and now we're sending one of our best young leaders into leading a church and and you saw just with view college our goal is to uh, to to be part of building life-giving churches planting people empowering churches building a location so you guys have allowed us to be generous and overflow because of your generosity so i just honor you guys and, and just a reminder for parents rise camp grade four to six um, and then grade seven to twelve, two different camps. This, you know, the world is going to have more than enough time to speak to your child, or you position your child to hear from God. And and on camps, they're going to have fun. They're going to have worship moments, and and really, they're going to have a moment where God could speak into their destiny, into their design, into why He made them, where He wants to take them. So I encourage you to invest into your child's relationship with God by getting it, positioning them, get them on a camp, and then of course. Baptisms next week Sunday, you're going to be water baptized, you can use your Next Steps card or go to our Next Steps area. And then baby dedications, the following child dedications, the following Sunday. You can do that online, sign up for it or use your card or go to our Next Steps area to get set up. So our future, if you're in Christ, your future lies in what God says about you. It actually is in God's hands. Once you give your life to Christ, you are putting your life in God's hands. Of course, we see in the Bible, anything in God's hands is in miracle territory. And we see even that as God multiplies fish and loaves, in your hands, awesome, but in God's hands, supernatural, extraordinary. Your hands, some good, ordinary things can happen. In God's hands, the extraordinary can happen. Um, Your life in His hands, Hands means that death can't hold you down, your sins being paid for, and no longer can fear grip you. And of course, we not only we know that the kindness of God draws us to repentance, and the love of God causes fear to have to leave our life. Our future is in God's hands. If our life's in His hands, agree. So, of course, even as we know that, even as you face a season of uncertainty. I want to encourage you to keep putting your trust in God. And a simple way for your hope to stay in Christ is for your life, for you to find time to read about your future in God's Word. Psalm 119, verse 114 says, You are my refuge and my shield. Your Word is my source of hope. I want to encourage you to continuously find your hope in God's Word. Anywhere else that you try to look for hope, you will find a very uncertain hope. You won't be able to be sure of that hope, and, and maybe you're hoping that what ha- was happening in Europe works out. I can't tell you for sure what's going to happen over there with, with the war. Uh, let's hope that, that China and Taiwan sort their lives out, but I can't guarantee you um, when it comes to the hope you might have for that to be sorted out. I, can't, I have no guarantees. The only guarantee I have that I could put my hope into is in what Jesus has done and what God's promised. Scripture says God is not a man that he would lie, that he would fulfill all his promises, and that his promises in Christ are yes and Amen. That's where I find a hope that is certain. I could look at the economy, I could try to predict what's going to happen, but I can't guarantee the future of it. But I can tell you, for those who are in Christ, what your future looks like, that one day you're going to spend forever in heaven with Jesus. And you and I need to stay in that place. Not only for ourselves, for our children, we need to make sure the source of our hope is secure. Hope, the certainty of it, is connected to the source. Is your source certain? If it's not, then your hope, let's say it's out of 10, is on a low. Maybe you've got a one out of 10 hope, or a two out of 10, but in Christ, it's a 12 out of 10. It's a 120% guaranteed he's already finished it. He's already done it. The hope you and I have is in a finished work that Christ has already done. It's not even a question. We know that it's certain, and we see as we look into his word, our hope grows. Hebrews 11 says, now faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Okay, now, now, we can keep that scripture up, even as I speak about it, we can keep it up for a while, but it says, now faith is being sure of what you hope for, certain of what you do not, we do not see. Now, if I ask Sabella to meet me, at, let's say, Table Bay Mall. It's Mug and Bean, Table Bay Mall, Now WhatsApp him, and I said, Sabelo, let's meet at, um, uh, let's rather do bootleggers, hey, like, you, so bootleggers, Table Bay Mall, let's meet there 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. on Friday, and I WhatsApp him, and he's still got his WhatsApp set where you can see the blue tick, because you know that now you can set your WhatsApp that people can't see your blue tick, You, if you didn't know that. Anyway, let give you privacy. If I see that it says Blue Tech and he's read it, I now go to bootleggers at, on Friday at 10 a.m. And, and Sabella likes a mocha. And I'll, I'll have a, like a flat white. I sit down and the waiter says, are you here by yourself? Firstly, get over the fence. Do I look like I have no friends? <laughs> I'm meeting someone. I say, can I have a flat white? And I'll order a mocha for him. Have I ordered that in faith? No. That's just hope. Because faith is being sure of what you hope for. Certain of what you do not see. I haven't seen him yet. I saw the blue ticks, but he didn't respond. I can't be sure or I can't be certain that I'll see him. Why? Because he hasn't responded. He hasn't given me a word yet. So let's say he gets the, the blue tick and all of a sudden it says typing. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and he writes, I'll see you there at bootleggers at 10 a.m. at Tabo and more. And now I go to bootleggers and I order the flat white and the mocha. Have I ordered that in faith? Nobody wants to answer because you think it's a trick question. I know how this goes. You tell, ta- yeah, yeah. That is faith. And I'm, yes, I'm talking about, I'm using Sabello's example, and we know our faith in God. So it's, let's say faith at a lower level. Of course, Sabello is a man that he could lie and he supports Man United. These are all dangerous things. You can never support, trust the devil, or red devil. Anyway, so those are all things. Anyway, let's not get distracted. But the reason I'm saying it's faith is because he's given me a word. He says, yes, I'll be there. Now, faith, I'm sure of what I hope for and even certain of what I do not see. I haven't seen him yet, but now I can live by faith. Yes, I'm using his example. And we can't trust man, but the Bible says God's not a man that lie." When you and I have the word of God as the foundation for our life and how we live, you and I can be sure of what we hope for and certain even of what we do not see. if you and I just leave our hope in fragile, temporary things, then yes, you can't be sure of what you hope for. You're just hoping. You can read that self-help book today, hope some more and bang your chest and speak to the mirror and listen to your favorite song. But let's face it, you can't be certain. The only thing you and I can be certain of isn't what God has said. And that's how you and I keep our hope at 100%, even when the world is shaky. You and I need to give ourselves our best shot by keeping our hopes high. John 16 verse 33 says, In the world you'll have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. And Jesus is saying, I've deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Jesus, when he says to you, I've overcome the world, he's talking about a finished work and saying, yes, you will not, you don't have to worry when you see these things. I'm making you aware that life will be troublesome. But the trouble that's coming your way has already been conquered and lost its authority. It's temporary, it might come in a season, but even this shall pass, but what I have done will stand forever. But if you are trying to find hope in things that will pass instead of what's already come to pass in Christ, you're putting yourself on shaky ground. God even promises us in His Word, Romans 8 verse 28, "...for I know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them." The Passion Translation says, So we're convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. That even the bad things you can learn from and God can use. You know, that's why we we say it, New Year Preach, God will take your mess and turn it into a message. Your pain can minister to others as they go through that pain. Even your mistakes are not overlooked. You can bring it to God and end up ministering to others. I always joke as a youth pastor, my ministry was, in all my inexperience, was just telling kids, teenagers what not to do. Should I not do that? Yes, I did that. It's a waste of time. Don't do it. But even your mess can turn into a message that God is faithful. Yes, trouble will come, but God's good enough to even use it. As you bring it to Him, you can even feel hope in your most hopeless season because you're coming to the one who is your hope. He's bigger than your pain, He's bigger than your obstacle, He's bigger than the giant you're facing. Or the mountain you need to climb. And he's even not intimidated by your valleys. Oh, where can I go from your presence, O oh Lord? If I go to the depths, you're there. If I go to the heights, you're there. He is a good God and you can have a high hope. Of course, our hope is we have a confident expectation that something good is gonna happen. Hebrews 6 verse 19 Tells us that we, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. It's firm and secure. The, the Bible calls this hope an anchor. It's like you stabilized. The Passion Translation says in the front line, I love it, it, Says the first part says, we have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God Himself. You mean when I'm in Christ, it's like I'm connected to Christ Himself? Like previously, I was just connected to the world or connected to my sin or connected to my problems. But in Christ, I'm connected to him. And it says, our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat who sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. and Where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone in before us. He is now and forever our royal priest. I remember telling you guys ages ago that, that we had this. Um, I had the, the, this guy who lived on our street go tell another guy in our church. He says, "Hey, do, do you know Andre?" He says, "Yeah." He says, "You know, he lives on my street." This guy's not a Christian. He says, "My street's blessed." He says, "I've got a priest on my street." T- so the guy can't tell me. So then I ran into him and he tells me, I just told him, I already heard the streets. I told that guy, my streets blessed. And I said, amen. I said, I pray for you. I, I do. you. Listen here, compare to Jesus, I'm a next level average priest. That guy's got a lot of hope, you know what I mean? He needs Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You are connected to the priest, the king of kings. You're anchored to Christ. There is a priest on your street, in your home, in your life, in your business. You don't have to be connected just to the temporary. You're connected to Christ. You're anchored to him. The devil can't get close to your anchor. He's not allowed there. He has no authority. He can't go to that seat. Your life is connected to Christ. When Christ, you're already connected to heaven. You're on your way to heaven. You're moving in the direction of your anchor. You know, you see these stories of these divers who go down the old school diving, and they've they got like their, their, their rope, and they, they've got their oxygen, and then when they want to go up, They tug or in, that tr- in trouble there three times. Sometimes you just need to tug three times on your anchor. Remind yourself, Jesus. Remind me that I'm on my way to heaven. It feels like hell on earth. It feels so uncertain. What's the future like for my children in these uncertain times? Just tug. I've got this. I'm the king of all kings. I knew this before it ever happened. I knew exactly when you'd be born. I knew when your children would be born. I knew when you'd do your business. I knew what economy you'd do your business in. I knew where you'd live. I knew which country you'd live live in. I decided where I'd have you be born. I decided which country I'll move you to. I don't make mistakes. I've got this. You need a tug. You need to let your hopes be high. I reckon one of the best ways to let your hope rise, is know that you're going home. Come on, as a child, have you ever remember those seasons where you had a bad time? You say, I just wanna go home to my mom and my dad. Come on, anyone remember those things? There's something about going home. Maybe you've had a long day, and at least while you're driving, you're going, I'm going home. There's something about knowing that you're on your way home. If you're in Christ, you're anchored to Christ. And the anchor is connected to Jesus. And every day, you're one day closer to home. Don't forget that. Don't let doubt set in that somehow you're on your way down when the road of the wine inclines upwards. To the right, it says. Sorry. Left downwards, if you read Proverbs. But it's on an incline. You were made for a personal place. The person is Jesus, the place is Herman. and our lives are moving the direction of our anchor. You and I are moving forward. In 1 Samuel, Jonathan says to his armor bearer, and I'm going to read it now, but it's really in war. And he says to his armor bearer, hey, let's climb the, the let's go up over the, let, let's go see if, and he calls them uncircumcised, philistines, these men. You know what I mean? See if God's given them to us. And, and he says, if they tell us to come up the ridge, then it means God's given us the victory. And it's crazy. This guy, Jonathan, his armor bearer in war, just the two of them always believes that God's about to give him victory. He's like, let's go see. Uh, the band is panicked by the. What? Uh, panic, at the disco. panic at the disco. You have to have high, high hopes for a living. Shooting for the stars when I couldn't make a killing. Didn't have a dime, but I've always had a vision. Always had high, high hopes. Had to have high, high hopes for a living. Didn't know how, but I always had a feeling. I was gonna be that one in a million. <laughs> had to have high hopes. I love the one preach, say, stay on the rise. Stay on that rise, never come down. It's like Jonathan just said, let's go climb up there. You know what? I know people would think we're foolish, but in Christ, there's always Higher hopes for your marriage, for your children, for your business, for your health. You, you are in Christ. There's always we're always on the verge of a miracle. And you're allowed to live in that space because you're on your way there in Jesus' name. You're allowed to. People would almost say we're not allowed to because it's immature. You're living with your head in the clouds. No, I'm living with my anchor in heaven. How else can I live? I'm on my way to what Christ has for me. I can live in this space. See, when we don't live in this space, we actually position ourselves for for fruitless lives. Because people who have high hopes are outward looking. They always believe God saved them with somebody else in mind, that God's got a plan for them. He's He wants to use them. They know that that what we will enjoy forever in heaven, the work we do here for Jesus on earth. So they're always outward looking. They know that the testimony of God is that His mercies are new every morning, that the sun rises every day, that there's rainy seasons, there's summer seasons, there's winter. So it shows that there's a harvest season, that there's a season to plant a seed, and there's a season to reap a harvest, that God declares His faithfulness as He does. Does these seasons and the new days come? So they get it that life's not about accumulating, it's about being generous, about planting, about positioning, about giving, about serving. Why? Well, it's temporary. We're heading towards our eternal home. So we make the most of the season. Are you hoping or are you just coping? Hebrews 6, 12 to 13 says that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So I wanna encourage you quickly. Can I just some keys up? We won't have any time for worship, but the worship was amazing this morning, yeah. yeah. Quickly, throw your anchor out. If you are not anchored your life yet, throw it out this morning. If you've maybe pulled in your anchor because you thought it would be a better way to live, you're a bit more diligent, then i encourage you to throw it out. Where? Into Into your known Savior, into His arms, into His promises. But even as you do it, you might not have seen stuff yet, but you can be certain of what you do not see. Think about it, people are throwing anchors out, and they're out in the sea, and, and they may be in the depths of the ocean, and maybe they have the, the, uh, the, the, the mechan- all the technology to tell them that where the ocean bed is, but still they can't see it, so they throw the anchor out, they're, they're doing it to stabilize the boat. If, if they can be sure of an ocean bed, on um, encode you can be even more sure of your Savior. Because you're throwing your anchor into a work that's been finished. But you're going to have to throw it out. You have to put it in Christ again. I encourage you to do it daily. In your every area of your life, throw out that anchor. Number two, as you throw it out, make sure it's connected. Just throwing your anchor out, then realizing you forgot to tie the rope to it. <laughs> and sometimes what we do is, we forget that God is a relational God. So relationship ties you to the anchor. Relationships in the church. In his word, reading the word. These are all things that tie you. And and we have to do it. I, there's a shipwreck, a scene in the Bible, the, the ship breaks and Paul's in the ship, he's a prisoner, but he ends up leading the ship in this this time, and then he he tells them all to grab a piece of the ship. And they all do, and they end up floating ashore. And that's a preacher's illustration. It says, you know, if you want to stay connected, you need to get a piece of the ship. Well, what's that? Some worship? <laughs> Some fellowship some discipleship but it's true you guys have decided to come in fellowship and worship God and I've got to encourage you that you've got your hope in Christ and it's actually helped you and you and I need to stay in this place because out of sight out of mind when we don't get the word in front of us it goes out of our mind and when we stop communicating um, we stop, uh, when we stop connecting and, and uh, communicating it actually disconnects us of course, it's like a spring. It's left to itself. It unwinds. You and I can unwind. And that's why it says don't neglect meeting together so we can fan to flame, encourage each other as we see the day approaching. And so we only encourage you. The anchor needs to be connected. Number three, when your world does feel shaky, when there's a storm You need to focus on God's unshakable words. And that's what will keep you. As soon as you feel hopeless, open up the hope. Do it in faith. Just do it. Read it. Eat on it. Your words. That's where I find my hope. Just eat on it. Of course, it says in Matthew 24, verse 35, I tell you truly, heaven and earth pass away, not a single jot, not a stroke of a pen will disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Lamentations 3, 21, 23 three says, Yet this I call to my mind, and therefore I have hope. This so I call to my mind, therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Before, if you're gonna keep keep your life anchored and keep your hope high, heaven creates clarity. Whenever you're in a mist in the temporary, lift your eyes up to where your health comes from and see that your life's been destined for more. And this temporary has nothing on your eternity. I told you guys a story. Years ago, and so, so some of you, I've never told the story to you, but some of you I have. But I was surfing at Karma's and it was clear. And I was surfing with this guy who did comps in Hawaii. He was a bodyboarder. And, um, I just, we were talking about how clear it was that day. And he was like, yeah, I know why. it's The one spot he surfed was always like that. I, I said, why? He says, well, no, it's volcanic rock drops to the bottom and, and it, it, it can't be moved. So the water's always super clear. Of course, where there's sand, you, the sand can move and you know, there's, not, there's not much clarity in the water. But, but where there's heavy, heavy, something heavy, there's clarity. When you are living in seasons that seem unsure, you need to put something big in your life. Something heavy. Heaven awaits. Jesus is on the throne. He paid the price for my sin. You need something big in your life. it will settle the waters. It will settle the storm. Jesus says the storm, peace be still. It's like you're bringing Jesus into the storm and you're having him speak to the storm by focusing on His big works. It's clarity, eternity. And then, I just want to encourage you. It takes a small anchor to hold a big ship. You look at massive ships and you look at the anchor in proportion, the anchor's tiny compared to this massive ship. And you might go, Andre, I feel like I have big problems. Well, you just need a little bit of faith. If you can just believe that Jesus paid for your sins, that's enough. Maybe you can't even believe for that, but you know God made you and that, that He's your Father, that's enough. Just a little bit of faith. Matthew 7, verse Twenty, Jesus told them I tell you the truth if you have have had faith even as small as a mustard seed you would say to this mountain move from here to there and it would move nothing would be impossible a mountain a seed God is so big that just the smallest part of his power can move the biggest problem on this earth just a little bit of faith you can pour that little bit of faith into your children's life every morning, into your colleagues' life. Just a little bit of faith. In this moment, I'd encourage you if you haven't put your anchor in Christ, to put your anchor in Christ. To do what I did. I came to him and I said I need him. That I was a sinner, but but that I needed Him to pay the price of my sin. And the Bible says, if I confess my sins, He's faithful and just to forgive me of, of my sins. It says, if I call in His name, He'll save me. It's like I anchored my life into Him. He forgave, he forgave me of my sins and I asked Him to become the leader of my life. How? Well, now my anchor's in Him and my rope's going to heaven and I'm, my life's going in the direction of my anchor. Maybe you've pulled in the anchor a bit and you need to throw that anchor back into Christ. Maybe you've never done that. I want to lead you in a prayer. And it's a confession where we confess that we need Him, that He's the Son of God and that He conquered death. And if you need to do it just with every eye closed in this place, if you need to do that, I'd love to have the privilege of leading, leading you in that prayer. And, and myself and our prayer team, we're looking out and we're praying for you. If that's you and you need to anchor yourself in Christ again, ask Him to come into your life. To ask you just on three, just to say that's me and lead me in that prayer one, two, three. If that's you, just pop your hand up. Say, That's me. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Just say, That's me. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? Just God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's do it together as a church family. Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. Thank you that you are the Savior of the world. Please save me. I confess that you are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. You've paid for sin and you've conquered death. I'm putting my life and my hope in you. I'm anchored to you, Jesus. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's just thank Jesus in this place. I want to encourage everyone. Um, If you made that decision, we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to tell you more about your next step. It's called following Jesus. You can do it on your device. You can do it at home. It's seven steps, learning how to follow Jesus. You can write it on your card or you can go to our next steps area, the red banner to find out more. If you want us to pray for you, use your prayer card. It's in the seat cover in front of you or under your chair in the front row. But fill that out. You don't have to put your name down, but you can write your prayer request down. And we as a staff and our prayer team cover you in prayer. Uh, Remember, if you want to, to get baptised next week. Fill out that card, or come t- go to the next steps area. If you want to dedicate your child, you can do it on the card, next steps area, or online. Tonight we're going to be celebrating Lacanya's next steps. I encourage you to come out. And uh, next week we're starting a brand new series called Matters of the Heart: How to Have Financial Peace in a Season um, in the Season that We're Facing. So I encourage you to come out. God bless you guys. Cheers.